I don't know if you've noticed, but Donald Trump is a fascist. Too harsh, you say? Consider this, my friends. Over the past week, Trump has repeatedly compared his political opponents to vermin who he will root out. Some in the media are starting to suspect that the guy who sent a violent mob to murder his vice president so he could stay in power might have a dark side. Ah, uh, the propaganda apparatus of the Democrat Party. In the meantime, they're sacking, looting, and plundering every synagogue in the country. Every night is Crystal Night. Little Crystal Night reference there. You know, the Democrats couldn't celebrate Veterans Day last weekend because they were still hungover from Crystal Knocked. No sense of irony, these people. Yeah, I'm sorry, Stephen Colbert, he sent a mob to kill his vice president. Is that, I think that's a writer's embellishment there. But the Democrats did loot and burn my city more than once, including on Donald Trump's inauguration day. Pay no attention to any of that. Uh, I want to get in this hour to the fun on Capitol Hill yesterday where former Speaker Kevin McCarthy allegedly threw an elbow into the kidney of one of his fellow House members, someone with whom he has a bit of a gripe, a gripe, one of the eight Republicans that... uh, did not support then-Speaker McCarthy when it came to a vote. And you remember every single Democrat goose-stepped in lockstep with the party to unseat the Republican Speaker, and eight Republicans went along with it. Yesterday, every single Democrat in the Senate, 51 of them, voted to not fund Israel after uh, some of them went out onto the mall to enjoy the gigantic rally in favor of civilization yesterday. And then the Democrat hypocrites went into the Senate and voted down $14.3 billion in aid, our money that will never actually pay because it just is added to the tab that will never be paid because the Democrats and the left are looking to bankrupt the United States of America and smash capitalism worldwide. But uh, never mind that. Yeah, so I want to get to the, uh, there are two stories, and then and then in the Senate, the Teamster gangster who threatened a U.S. senator, and the media's okay with that because they're Democrats and they love violence, they love shootings, carjackings are their favorite these days. Don't you think that those are their, they love looting, looting, they certainly love looting. It's become quite a casual affair with the Democrats looting. So many stores are looted every day in America that it's not even news. Stores are closing down all over the place because they got this CVS store in Washington where they have pictures of products on the shelves and you have to find an employee and say, I'd like the real version of this picture of paper towels. Then they go back and get it. They get you one because the Democrats come in and steal everything all the time and they're violent. Not that that's important except that civilization is teetering on the brink and the Democrats are shoving civilization toward the cliff. But that aside, today is also Mailbag Day and uh, Hillary Clinton has got to get out of the house because Bill, Bill is in there and it's hump day. And you know how that goes. Now let's go to the mailbag because I'd like to go to the mailbag now. 
Then we'll get to the, the fracas, the raucous day on Capitol Hill. Fun, fun, fun. But the mailbag, how many questions? One, two, three, four, five, five. You, you, you always pick five. Five, uh, five questions. Rusty Doolittle. Rusty Doolittle. I like that. Rusty Doolittle. Asks, do you have any Chinese business associates? Everybody in Washington seems to have them. Uh, ni hao, Rusty Doolittle. Xinhua pingha diba. Uh, no, I don't have any uh, Chinese business associates. Interestingly enough, the Biden family has many. Joe Biden is meeting with the communist leader, Xi Jinping. In, uh, and here's another crazy thing. The location and the timing of the Biden-Xi Jinping meeting is a secret. Because communism. And so... They're not revealing when or where the communist meeting is taking place. And I assume that Xi Jinping brought a check for Joe Biden because you know how the Bidens love to gobble up millions of dollars from China and from Ukraine and from various other hell holes around the world, uh, but pay no attention to any of that. The, the meeting is coming after uh, Xi Jinping was greeted by throngs of Chinese flag-waving Americans in San Francisco, including children that the Democrats put out there to welcome the communists to San Francisco. And literally, the streets I saw, my best girl showed me a video this morning, of school children lining the street in San Francisco, waving Chinese, not American flags, not Israeli flags. Usually they wave Hamas flags these days. But waving Chinese communist flags and uh, just appalling. And Gavin Newsom greeted the Communist Party leader when he arrived in California, and now uh, he rules the roost. He's got to feel like he owns California and owns the United States. But Rusty Doolittle, I um, I do not have any that I can think of. Chinese business. Uh, um, Michael, are you Chinese? Okay. Michael's not Chinese. And the Chinese have not given me millions of dollars. But if they'd like to give me millions of dollars for which I would do nothing, kind of like the Biden family, in theory, wink, wink, I'd take it. Everybody in in Washington does seem to have Chinese business associates, especially if your name is Biden. A lot of that. But, Rusty Doolittle, I'm going to keep looking around. I'm going to see if I have any Chinese business associates. Alan. Alan asks, what's your biggest takeaway from today's rally for Jewish freedom in D.C.? I would say that... um, the civilized world will win in the end. That's my takeaway. If I'm looking for one now, and honestly, we are under assault. Western civilization is under assault by the jihad and by the left. And the jihad has never been more inspired than they are today. After September 11th, 2001, that was one day in the jihad. You know, the jihad has been underway since the Prophet Muhammad was alive and walking the earth. And, uh, you know, uh, invading Israel and um, what is now Israel, the Holy Land, the Crusades, that was the jihad. The Barbary pirates, 
That was jihad. September 11th was jihad. Iran is the big leader of the jihad. And we learned yesterday that Joe Biden is freeing up another $10 billion for the jihad. He gave the Ayatollahs $6 billion to free five American hostages. We don't negotiate with terrorists. No, we just give them $6 billion. And now the latest news is that the Biden administration is freeing up yet another $10 billion for Iran, which is to say that they're putting $10 billion in the coffers of the jihadis, of the jihad, which is genocidally racist, anti-Semitic, genocidally, and genocidally anti-Western, and their number one target is not even Israel, it's the United States of America. And thanks to Barack Hussein Obama and Joe Biden and Boltneck John Kerry, they got tens of billions of dollars during the Obama administration, and they're spinning centrifuges, enriching uranium, and making great leaps in their ballistic missile program, where they're developing intercontinental ballistic missiles, ICBMs, which they have every intention of mounting with nuclear weapons and using on the United States of America. And I live in Washington, D.C., so I got a dog in this fight, and so does everybody else. So does civilization. But my takeaway yesterday is that America is still a civilized country. The Democrats and the jihadis, but I repeat myself. The pro-Hamas people and the Democrats, but I repeat myself. They put hundreds of people, even thousands of people in the streets, chanting from the river to the sea, which is a genocidal call for the total destruction of the state of Israel. They vandalize and they attack and they burn and they use red paint uh, to attack the White House. And, and they accuse Israel of being genocidal because it's the old Soviet playbook that they accuse you of doing whatever they're doing. That's the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party is the biggest threat to Western civilization right now. China, communist China, is a close second. Putin wants to compete. The jihad is right in there, headed by the ayatollahs in Tehran, Iran, who fund Hamas, Hezbollah, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, the Houthi rebels, in Yemen and beyond, and they're coming for us, and we have a jellyfish in the White House that doesn't have two brain cells to rub together. Biden mulls approval of fresh $10 billion for Iran. Sanctions waiver frees up money for Tehran as it funds Hamas's war on Israel. The Washington Free Beacon has the story, and the Washington Post doesn't. Adam Credo. The Biden administration may approve a sanctions waiver on uh, Iran that will allow uh, Iran to access at least $10 billion in previously frozen funds held in Iraq, a closely watched decision that comes just a month after the Tehran-backed terror group Hamas launched an attack on Israel that left 1,200 dead. I believe the number is 1,400 
plus the hostages. Joe Biden is not on our side. So that's the biggest takeaway, Ellen, from uh, the, uh, the rally. Kind of a long answer, I think. Robert asks, what do you suggest to people that are overwhelmed by the constant overdramatic news cycle? A very good question. And I know a lot of people that have told me that just kind of overwhelmed, feel crushed by all the madness. Um, I would say uh, listen to the Chris Plant show every day. And, and you have to learn to take everything in stride and, and take everything with a sense of humor. And I live by that. And I was raised on that. My mother, a Depression-era baby, a World War II, a child of World War II that married a World War II veteran who died at the age of 38, suddenly of a heart attack, leaving her with four little boys, one of them being me, when she was 32 years old, I believe. Um, you know, uh, life is going to throw a lot of crazy stuff at you, and you have to be able to take it in stride, and you have to learn to laugh even at the most awful things uh, as you move through the craziness. Now, that said, listen to the Chris Plant Show. Listen to not, you know, listen to a positive talk radio, cheerful talk radio. And uh, limit your news intake on television and on the Internet as well. But if you're really feeling stressed, then pick one news show on Newsmax that you like to watch. Maybe pick one on Fox News that you like to watch. But turn it off. I turn it off. I do. I, you know, when I leave, my best girl and I, we go out and we drink beer. We did last night. And uh, we don't talk shop. I don't talk shop when I'm away from work. I don't look for political discussions when I'm not here. I don't. I turn it off. Even when I'm watching television, and tele- it's always television news, uh, I can turn it off. I, I, uh, but I'm good at that. I do it for a living. Abby asks, do you think bribin, that's good, a combination, a portmanteau of uh, Biden and bribery, do you think Bryben knows that um, walking hair gel advertisement Gavin is low-key stabbing him in the back to become president? Uh, do you think Joe Biden knows that Gavin Newsom is lurking in the wings to stab him and take the presidency? Um, I think he knew it, but he forgot it. I think the people around him know it. Uh, but I don't think Joe Biden's even going to be the nominee next year for the Democrat Party. Uh, does he know He kind of knows that Gavin Newsom is lurking, but he doesn't retain information for very long. So his, uh, you know, his memory is cleansed twice a day. Uh, I don't think it's an issue for him. Mike asks, so they came up with a two-state solution. Israel is a beautiful and free society, and the Palestinians created a charcoal hideous beep hole. And Hamas has been putting all their efforts into digging an elaborate tunnel system. Would you say they're evolving into Morlocks? <laughs> That's a good question from Mike. You know, from H.G. Uh, Wells, uh, the time machine, the Morlocks are the, the troglodytes that are uh, eating the Eloi, you know, the peace-loving people uh, on Earth. Uh, yeah, I'd say, they, I'd say they, they, they've evolved, Mike. They're there. They are troglodytes. I've been calling them troglodytes forever. And the troglodytes, the pit and cave-dwelling primitives, um, yeah, I think they are effectively Morlocks or troglodytes, which is a fun word too. A great question, Mike, a fun question. Hey, do you have odors in your home that you just can't get rid of, can't shake off? Well, now you can get rid of any stinky odor with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier. The thunderstorm gets rid of strong odors from smoking and 
litter boxes and uh, cooking and even leftists are no match for the Edenpure thunderstorm. The thunderstorm starts working in a matter of seconds to clear any room of any odor. Plus, there are no expensive filters to buy that you've got to replace on a schedule. How annoying. You can hold one in your hand, an Edenpure thunderstorm. They're only this big. Hundreds of thousands of units sold. Thousands of five-star reviews all over Al Gore's amazing internet. And this week, I've got a great deal for you to get your own thunderstorms for a whole home protection. Right now, you can get $200 off when you get three Edenpure thunderstorms for whole home protection. Put one in the teenager's room. Give one to your stinky brother-in-law. That's three units for under $200. All you have to do is go to EdenPureDeals.com and enter the discount code CHRIS. That's EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is C-H-R-I-S. And because you know me, you get free shipping. Bum, 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 All right, and that's uh, our mailbag. Wonderful mailbag questions. And uh, great answers, too, I've got to say. <laughs> we are at 888-630-9625. Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Well, Michael just gave me one more mailbag question, too, from Dan Rader with uh, pictures of four puppies. Which of these four eight-week-old pups of mine would you choose? Beaker, Buffy, Chunka, or Ling Ling? From top left to bottom right. Um, I actually have an answer uh, for this. It's uh, It would be Beaker, uh, upper left. Reminds me of my Springer Spaniel. When I lived in California, it reminds me of Springer Spaniel. I couldn't choose Ling Ling because that's a communist name. I think Ling Ling might, uh, you should talk to Fang Fang, uh, see whether Fang Fang would like to get Ling Ling. Ling Ling was one of the Chinese pandas, too. But I would choose Beaker because it reminds me of my Springer Spaniel. Friendly, happy dog. Annie. Annie was the Springer Spaniel. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's yeah, safe. I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Uh, let's go to uh, yesterday on the mall in the in the shadow of the Capitol. At least early in the morning, it's in the shadow, shadow of the Capitol. Uh, the uh, giant peaceful rally of uh, people that love civilization as opposed to the left. 
uh, with the rampant anti-Semitism and and uh, the rioting and the looting and the burning and the yeah the, the Democrats stuff. The, the left is here. They're not liberals. They're the left. Keep that in mind. Completely different animal. But uh, some kind of amusing stuff happened on Capitol Hill yesterday because, you know, not everybody up there likes each other, and that's, that's understandable, I think. There is a, uh, a congressman, a Republican, by the name of Tim Burchett. Burchett, Burchett. I go with Burchett. Hear different pronunciations on the television news. But uh, Tim Burchett... And uh, Kevin McCarthy are not great friends because Tim Burchett is one of eight Republicans that voted against uh, Kevin McCarthy and every single Democrat goose-stepping in unison as always without deviation, not free to think for themselves. Um, They all voted to get rid of Kevin McCarthy because they knew it would create chaos and they are agents of chaos if nothing else. But one of the people that voted uh, against Kevin, one of the Republicans that voted against Kevin McCarthy, there are only eight of them, was Tim Burchett. And according to 100 news reports, because the Democrats love chaos in the Republican ranks, whereas the Democrats could loot your grandmother's bedroom and, and they'd make no mention of it at the Washington Post, GOP rep Tim Burchett accuses Kevin McCarthy of elbowing him in the kidneys. I was like, every news report says in the kidneys. Now, that would take two elbows. They elbowed him in the kidney, an A kidney, not in the kidneys. You can't hit both kidneys with one elbow and one swing, but okay. Ex-speaker denies it. He says, didn't happen, didn't even, I wasn't even there. I don't even know the guy. GOP Representative Tim Burchett of Tennessee accused former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy of elbowing him in the kidneys. CNN types, or the kidney, Tuesday morning while Burchett was talking to a reporter. It was an NPR reporter, by the way. The latest sign of how tense the dynamics are in the House GOP conference. They're not tense over on the Democrat side, where they're calling for genocide of the Jewish people and for the extermination of the state of Israel from the river to the sea. But that doesn't cause any tension over there because, you know, they're the left. And nobody's killed more people than the left in the history of the world. Burchett was one of the eight Republicans who voted to oust McCarthy. He has been heavily criticized, uh, uh, heavily critical, rather, of the former speaker. And the alleged altercation is indicative of the pressure cooker dynamics in the House GOP right now. That's more propaganda from a fraud at CNN. A couple of frauds. Annie Grayer and Melanie Zanona typed this up on behalf of the Democrat Party. And they like to create this perception. You know, it's, uh, as I've said a couple of times lately, the role of the media is to convince the American people that the views of 10% of the public are actually the views of 80% of the public. And uh, the goose-stepping Democrats who march in lockstep at all times never have any divergence of opinion always vote the same way, as in when 50 Democrat senators yesterday voted not to fund Israel with the $14.3 billion that we keep talking about in Washington but not doing anything about, and 100% of goose-stepping, including Chuck Schumer, 
of goose-stepping Democrats voted against the $14.3 billion for Israel. So let's go to uh, Tim Burchett. So it's it was kind of a, a funny thing, and it's true that it's true that uh, the former speaker, Kevin McCarthy, denied it, and there's apparently no video, even though he's standing there, Burchett, talking to an NPR reporter. I guess that's radio, but you know, don't they have like 35 staffers for every reporter? They, I, we do a three-hour show. It's me and Michael, right? And NPR, suckling on the taxpayer teat, 35 people doing their three-hour show that's on at the same time. But never mind that. Here's Congressman uh, Tim Burchett of Tennessee. Well, I was doing an interview um, with um, Claudia from NPR. Claudia from uh, NPR. A lovely lady. And lovely. She was asking me a question. And, and at that time, I uh, got elbowed in the back, and it kind of caught me off guard because it was a clean shot to the kidneys. And I turned back, and there was there was Kevin. Both kidneys. And, um, and I, I, for a minute, I was kind of, what the heck just happened? And then what the I, heck? Um, you know, I, I chased after him, of course. He's a, as I've stated many times, he's a he's a bully with $17 million in a security detail. You know, he's the type of guy that when you're a kid would throw a rock over the fence and run home and hide behind his mama's skirt. And he just, you know, he, he uh, from behind, that kind of stuff. It, you know, that's not the way we handle things in East Tennessee. We, we If we have a problem with somebody, I'm going to look them in the eye. Yeah. No, he doesn't seem like a bad guy. Yesterday, he seemed like a perfectly decent guy, and uh, and uh, the whole episode was kind of interesting. I said, well, I didn't know Kevin McCarthy cared enough to you know go around throwing elbows. They uh, talk a lot about throwing sharp elbows on Capitol Hill. This is the first time I've actually heard of it happening. Somebody throwing a, a sharp elbow. The headline from left-wing mediaite, JERK! All caps, exclamation mark, in quotation marks. House Republican goes off on Kevin McCarthy. Claims ex-speaker pushed him in wild confrontation. Well, he claims he elbowed him and says it was a sharp elbow. And the left-wing reporter uh, suckling on the taxpayer teat for National Panhandler Radio, Claudia Grisales was the one he was talking to, says... Have never seen this on Capitol Hill, with all capital letters on never. While talking to Representative Tim Burchett after the GOP conference meeting, former Speaker Kevin McCarthy walked by with his detail, and McCarthy shoved Burchett. Burchett lunged toward me. Maybe he's just trying to cop a cheap feel or something. I thought it was a joke. It was not. A chase ensued, she writes. Burchett's back was to McCarthy and his detail walking by in the hallway, then the lunge, as you'd think it's like the Kennedy assassination. And in the Zabruder film, frame 232 shows what really happened. Isn't that amazing? So that was kind of an amusing one. Now let's go to the other one, because the other one, and that was, you know, Kevin McCarthy says, no, that's not what happened. I, I was walking by, and maybe, and he gave some kind of lame excuses but he is one of eight Republicans that voted to kick him out as Speaker, so that might lead to some, you know, sour feelings. Sour feelings. Now, uh, one, and this one I think is more fun, actually, because there's a senator from Oklahoma whose first name is Mark Wayne. Mark Wayne. His brother is Bruce Wayne. Just kidding, I made that up. But it's Mark Wayne Mullen, M-U-L-L-I-N. And Mark Wayne Mullen is a pretty interesting guy. And he's been on my TV show on Newsmax, and 
And I like him. This is one of the problems with, you know, uh, working with and interviewing politicians. You might like him. Yeah? But Mullen's a good guy. And he's a Republican. And he's from Oklahoma. And he's a normal person. Remember normal. So um, yesterday there was a hearing. And this thug, who is the head of the Teamsters Union, was the witness. And it turns out that the witness had threatened this senator, Senator Mullen, repeatedly on social media. And the Teamster chief fancies himself a gangster, all right? The Teamster's boss calls himself SOB, and he wants everyone to know it. Sean O'Brien is his name, so naturally the initials SOB fall right into place. Son of beach. And uh, so uh, uh, Sean O'Brien's tough tactics resulted in a deal with UPS and defeated at yellow. Now, this is uh, that Wall Street Journal piece on this gangster. So this, uh, this wannabe gangster at the Teamsters Union, um, Sean O'Brien, he has threatened Senator Mullen repeatedly. Now, you should know that Senator Mullen is probably 5'10", He's about my height, and uh, and he's a sturdy guy, a muscle kind of muscle-bound guy. He lifts weights, and it happened to come up when we were at Newsmax. He lifts more than 400 pounds, and he fought three professional mixed martial arts fights, and he won all of them very handily, combined all three fights. He didn't fight for more than 10 minutes. It was less than 10 minutes, so he's you know taking those people out knockouts or technical knockouts and these mixed martial arts fights, all three of them, uh, in short order. It doesn't equal one round per fight for the three fights. Right? So he can fight, and he's, and he's strong, and he can lift weights. And this Teamster gangster has threatened him repeatedly in tweet form, naturally. Here is Senator Mark Wayne Mullen yesterday at the hearing when he had this Teamster gangster, Sean O'Brien, in front of him under oath. Let's talk about Mr. O'Brien himself, his behavior. As everybody knows in this hearing, the last time <laughs> him and I kind of had a back and forth. I uh, appreciate your demeanor today. It's quite different. But after you left here, you got pretty excited about the keyboard. In fact, you <laughs> tweeted at me one, two, three, four, five times. And let me read what the last one said. Um, it said, greedy CEO who pretends like he's self-made. Sir, I wish you was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company myself and my wife was running the office because I sure remember working pretty hard in long hours. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been. Always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. So this gangster, wannabe gangster with the Teamsters, which has a long history of gangsterism, is threatening a U.S. senator and calling him out, uh, picking a fight with him. Again, this guy, like three KOs or TKOs in mixed martial arts fights, lifts more than 400 pounds, uh, and he uh, was not working in his father's His father owned a plumbing business. His father fell ill. Mark Wayne came back to run his father's business. His father died he took the business to new heights, and he's now worth like $70 million because he's built a heck of a business uh, based on what his father started. And so this guy's going after his, his business, this gangster, going after his business and insulting him personally and then picking a fight with him. 
And uh, Mar- and Bernie Sanders, you should know, the Bolshevik, is sitting right there. He's the chairman of this committee. And Bernie the Bolshevik is sitting there with picking food out of his teeth while this exchange is taking place. And then um, Mark Wayne Mullen and SOB. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. If you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh, stop it. Is that your Sorry. solution every problem? Oh, no, no, sit down. Oh, no, you're a clown. Sit down. Okay. You know, you're okay. a United States senator. Sit down. Oh, okay. okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Mr. Hold Tim. it. Hold it. If Hold we can't, no, I have the mic. Said. I'm sorry. This We're is standing standing up. You'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. This is a hearing. <laughs> and God knows the American people have enough of contempt for Congress. Let's not I don't make like it worse. Thugs and you, you have, and you have I don't like you because you Hold just it. described yourself. Hold it. So this is how it's going. And I got to say, Mark Wayne, again, I've met him a few times and I, and I like the guy. He seems like a very normal person. And we should have more guys like this in the United States Senate and fewer like Bernie Sanders, who's a Bolshevik and not on our side at all. And uh, my grandmother would beat him up and she's been dead since the 1970s. So that's uh, that's great. Then uh, last night, Mark Wayne, uh, Senator Mullen went on of Oklahoma, went on the Sean Hannity program to talk about this gangster. People tell me I've had media come out to me and says this isn't coming of a senator. I was like, listen, I'm a guy from Oklahoma first in Oklahoma. You don't do this. Maybe you run your mouth in New Jersey. I don't know. I'm not I'm not from New Jersey, but this is some thug. That's a mob boss. And you're supposed to be intimidating because he's the boss of the Teamsters. But and he's got away with this. He's got suspended by his own by his own uh, teamsters before for intimidation. He's been in trouble multiple times. He he's, he in 2022 he said he wanted to bring the mob mentality back to the teamsters. It, maybe that's true, but you still aren't going to run your mouth at me and expect me to just sit there. And and you, you should have seen the fear of his eyes when I stood up too. Now, I'm not joking. I, I'm not looking for a fight. I used to get paid to fight professionally. Uh, this I, I'm not really looking for it, but I'm sure not going to sit back and let somebody do that and not call him out on it. James Comer, Congressman Schenck, you're good for him. And I, you know, I think he did the right thing, Senator Mullen, all the way around. Uh, and this gangster teamster guy who literally like said he wants to bring organized crime or something back to the teamsters, you know, he's uh, he's not a good guy. And uh, Mullen is the perfect guy to send to send out there. And Bernie Sanders should uh, pick the food out of his teeth and stop being a communist. But that's me. I'm not going to be able to get to uh, another fun one. Chairman James Comer yesterday had to take on a Democrat member of the House, Jared Moskowitz who's been smearing Comer and lying about him and trying to set him up as being as corrupt as the Biden family. And James Comer put uh, Jared Moskowitz in his place yesterday during a hearing as well, called him a smurf, among other things. Called him a smurf. if you saw me, he was dressed kind of in purple and he got a funny little like Oompa Loompa haircut. And he did look like a smurf. No doubt about it. The media loved all this, of course, because they're such clowns. Hey, the governor of New York wants to uh, spy on everybody and put people in jail for speech and for thoughts because she's a self-described liberal. That's coming up. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. 
That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen. Uh, Our news media is terrible, and so is the BBC. The BBC came on the air and apologized today because they, oops, they made a mistake. They said that the Israelis were killing medical workers and things and targeting them. And it turns out that actually they were bringing medical workers, but the BBC, they they came on to apologize. And now uh, an apology from the BBC. A BBC News, uh, as it covered uh, initial reports that Israeli forces has entered Gaza's main hospital. We said that medical teams and Arab speakers were being targeted. This was incorrect and misquoted a Reuters report. We should have said IDF forces included medical teams and Arabic speakers for this operation. So we. That's kind of that's kind of different. That's a little different. Uh, wait, the team included. They didn't target, but they included medical teams that they brought with them to provide medical services. But the BBC said that they attacked the medical teams. Minor, we misquoted a a Reuters report, which misquoted Hamas, which made up a lie, which makes it the perfect journalistic circle. In New York, the governor there is Democrat Kathy Hochul. She's not a good governor. She's got a new idea. They're standing up a statewide government uh, unit that will monitor social media and contact people that they accuse of hate speech, and they could face charges, which means prison. Democrat Party fascist Kathy Hochul. We're very focused on the data we're collecting from surveillance efforts. Surveillance. What's being said on social media platforms. What's being said? And we have launched an effort to be able to counter some of the negativity. Launch and Reach an out to people counter. when we see hate speech being spoken about on, on online platforms. Spoken about. Our media analysis, our social media analysis unit has ramped up its monitoring of sites to catch ramped up. incitement to violence, direct threats to others. They've got a media analysis unit and surveillance of social media because hate speech. And all this is in response to our desire, our strong commitment to ensure that not only do New Yorkers be safe, well but they said. also feel safe. Because personal security is about everything for them. As I said, no one walking down the street or in a subway should feel they have to, find, to hide what? any indications of what their religious beliefs are. Yeah, but that's what's happening now uh, to Jewish people because of Democrats. And so they're standing up a surveillance unit, and they say they'll contact people that they think may be guilty of hate speech, and if it could lead to violence, then it's the jail for you. Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. <laughs> 